How are we doing? I'm David. I'm Phil. And I'm Andy. And this is Talking Cod. Three northern blokes talking about middle life and growing old disgracefully. Frank, fearless, funny. In other words, Talking Cod. Good afternoon, Codmasters. How are you? I'm all right, mate. How are you? I'm buzzing. I am absolutely buzzing right now. About yourself, Phil? Yeah, I'm all right. Ooh. I'm all right. I didn't have a great night's sleep last night. Do tell. Um, well, I stayed up to watch a bit telly, so it was inside number nine, and then I watched Motherland on the other way around. And then a bit late, so I went to bed, and uh, my wife was already be- in bed asleep. I sort of got myself under the covers. Not sure if I want to know where this is going, but carry yeah, on. Okay, where, steady. Where, where, where are we going to end up with this one? <laughs> well, you'll see in a minute if you let me finish. <laughs> no, I don't want to see. <laughs> no, I don't want to see. Go, no. Well, yeah. But so I ended up, so I got in all sort of ready for sleep and it was just soaking wet. Now this is sounding worse now, isn't it? <laughs> it was soaking wet oh, and no. it transpires... <laughs> The dog, my dog is now 14 year old. She's getting on a bit. She's normally okay with that sort of thing. Um, but she'd obviously been on the bed, uh, got caught short and not not even got caught short, got quite short, long probably, caught long judging by the amount. Oh and and I was, it was like being in a piss sandwich oh when dear. I got there and... I was like, and I was quite angry about it. And my wife couldn't understand how I was really angry about the fact that I've just got into a bed that's soaked in dog urine. So is that a new mattress then? That mattress has got to be burned, surely. Yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 I've, I've, I've had the cleaner Febreze. on it. The, the Febreze on it, yeah. <laughs> and it's, the windows are open upstairs. Obviously all of the bedding's been in the wash since last night. Oh but it was so I was just seething for the rest of the night. I was just like, oh god, I can't believe that's happened. And, and the dog has since left the, the premises. Has <laughs> anyone seen the dog? Not since <laughs> last night. No, no, no. Mm. No, she's been very sheepish. Yeah. Not a dog then. She's not a dog then. No. <laughs> she yeah, just yeah, so it was pretty grim. So I didn't sleep because more more because I was just so angry about it. I was just so like uh, and my wife couldn't. My wife wasn't bothered because um, I was. Um, it wasn't on her side of the bed. She'd not realised it had happened. So I mean, she was obviously bothered when I said it, but not as much as I would have liked. I suppose when you're sleeping, you're not right bothered, are you? I know. Unless she cheated on her side and she's just like fast asleep. You know, she's gone early. But anyway, Never mind. Well, what can you do about it? How important is sleep, though? Do you do you think now sleep is getting? way more important than ever before or is it just me because i'm an old bloke no absolutely without a doubt totally agree yeah yeah i read a book about um the importance of sleep and it is and i thought how are you going to write a book about this it's obvious you need to sleep or you'll die you know it's it's pretty simple but the mental health implications are ridiculous really so so what do you think about these guys that are like these these super driven individuals that I'm up at four o'clock, I smash the gym till six, then I do this and I do this and I do this and I go through my entire day till I get to like 10, 11 o'clock yeah. and then I'm, mm. then I'm, then I'm going to bed. So that can't be good um, for you. I, I, no, what, um, direct answer to a direct question. I think they're full of shit, to be honest with you. Honestly, I think they've, they've probably, they, they will be heading towards a burnout at some point and they'll look back and go, I should have spent a little bit more time with my kids, to be honest with you. Uh, a bit more bed. time with my family, because look at me now. Um, <laughs> piss. Yeah, well, so. that's it, yeah. Well, maybe that maybe because they have a bed where a 14-year-old dog doesn't sleep on, they can sleep better <laughs> yeah. and then perform better. Yeah, Pop, that's maybe, it. maybe that's what you're doing wrong, Phil. Um, <laughs> don't know. Maybe... maybe. Maybe it's my age. Maybe it's my age because I think you know that that hustle kind of lifestyle you see, you yeah. know those who are smashing it, the influencers, bragging about I can get by in four hours sleep a night and I'm performing to my optimum. No, I don't. What do you think? Do you think it's real that? Well, Mar- Margaret Thatcher tried it, didn't she? And I don't think mm. it did her any good in the end. Uh, in the end, 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, because uh, I'm normally up. I get up. I wake up quite early anyway, but I still need some decent solid kip. And on the odd weekend, so I think it was Sunday, I slept until 8.30 and I felt yeah. incredible when I woke up. Practically lunchtime, isn't it? The difference, but just that extra hour, so that extra two hours. Um, I also think it's it's the quality of your sleep, isn't it? There's no point in going to bed at 10 oh, yeah. and going, I'll stay in bed till 10 if you're not getting that solid sleep. I mm. think it, I think you need that. I'd rather have six or seven solid hours than broken, you know, mixed sleep. So I think the quality is important. But again, it's probably whether it's a midlife thing or what. But yeah, to reboot, whether it's from yeah. the working day or whatever you're doing, or I think I value sleep more so that if I do then, if you've been training all week, your body's rebooting, your mind's rebooting, and you're ready to go again. That's what that That's what works for me. Yeah, quality of sleep is important. So the book I read was Why We Sleep by uh, Matthew Walker. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't even know why I was interested in that. It might have been because I went through a period of time where I wasn't sleeping very well. Mm -hmm. But it's absolutely fascinating. You, mm -hmm. Apparently, a, a lack of sleep has, has the same impact as being intoxicated behind the wheel of a car. More car accidents, more, more fatal car accidents are caused by a lack of sleep than people being over the limit. The reason they don't talk about that is because it kind of says that you're all right to go for a drink and drive because mm -hmm. that isn't the message. The message yes. is you really, to, you know, to, to operate machinery or even drive a vehicle, you should really have your wits about you and poor night's sleep beforehand can really affect your reactions. And I can, I can totally buy that. So how, how people get through, you know, how they get through a day, particularly if they're really busy and then, you know, they need to, you know, cognitively need to be sharp, how you can perform without sleep, I do not know. Maybe they just show and go. Mm. <laughs> Maybe they do. 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 Let it go. Yeah. Show and go is one of those phrases that us in the uh, entertainment industry use quite often, isn't it? <laughs> Very. Almost every conversation we have that's what we do that's what we yeah, do we just rock up i think people call it winging it yeah. <laughs> yeah no i think we're with you i think we're with you on the on the on the sleep aspects of it i know i get frustrated sometimes or if you have a period or a few days where where you you know you've not slept well uh mm. you, i can definitely feel it but i've also got the ability to power kip i could literally sleep on a clothesline. If you do that, if no. I got to a meeting early, I could literally sit down and within two or three minutes, 10, 15 minutes kip, and then I reboot I, and I'm, I'm back again. Dead that's easy. sleep. No. That's actual sleep. Not just like well. closing your eyes and meditating and stuff. No, I, I definitely, no, I sleep. I mean, don't forget me some. Sometimes you, you can, I quite like it though, because he, you can hear what's going on around you. It can be quite therapeutic. Oh. And you may not be solidly asleep. You might just be dozing, but oh. but I, I can do. And I can do it without, just like that, no problem whatsoever. And when I do, I feel rebooted. I feel like a different person mm. when, when when I come around. If, I, if I'm working from home and I get to two o'clock and I'm feeling a bit drowsy, I'll have 20 minutes and I'll be back. I'd love, love to know how twice. to do that. Love to know yeah. how to do that. Because I just, maybe, I don't, because I'm saying I can't probably means I won't, but I need to learn how to do that. So I think that's called alpha theta. That's when you, you know, you're just losing consciousness, but you regain a little bit of consciousness. So you're, you're aware of your surroundings, but you're oh, actually in this light sleep before you get into REM sleep. Um, and this is, this is one of those strange areas when, um, when you have hypnotherapy, you're in a very similar state where you can talk to your subconscious and your subconscious likes you know, comes to the front a little bit more because of this this level of sleep. So, you know, power napping, for example, is a, is apparently incredibly powerful. And some of the most famous creative people in history have had the ability to do this, you know, to, you know, to just switch off a little bit and use the creativity a little bit because it re-engages all parts of the brain. Based on what I read in the book, obviously, not because I'm a sleep expert. Um, I went, I'd probably say I went, at least 12 months without having a decent nice sleep you know when i went through the really bad time on the same subject we spoke about um a couple of weeks ago we talked about medication mm. one of the side effects of medication can be it impacts your ability to sleep so what happened rather than having these um sleep cycles which is like your first sleep cycle of going into deep rem sleep the part where you kind of just your body just repairs itself 
And then your next cycle is like, it's a little bit of that, but it's more about your brain actually just repairing itself. And then you start moving into this alpha theta, alpha theta phase. The side effects for me of being on medication was that I just went into this deep sleep, but I had no kind of light sleep. So I'd wake up feeling like, well, my body's alive, but my brain still is knackered. And it, I never had any sleep, any any dreams for about a good 12 months. It's one of the reasons why I wanted to come off medication because I thought, well, whilst I'm actually sleeping, I don't feel like I've actually had a night's sleep. I'd wake up almost like a zombie. Body's working, but my brain is still sleeping. I can't, I couldn't work it out. Um, other than that, Phil, are we sleeping? Other than 14-year-old dogs urinating in your bed? Do I sleep all right? I don't... <laughs> Like I say, not not so great last night, but I tend to I tend to have quite a rigid pattern normally of when I go to bed. I normally wake up about once in the middle of the night, about half three. On is that an edge thing? It, well, I don't. I don't. Because he needs the loo. The That's what it is. He's got to go to the loo. That's what he's talking about. <laughs> no, no. I don't, well, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, possibly TMI. Anyway, but. But the one thing I have had, and I think a lot of people have had this over the last sort of 18 months, is really, really <clears throat> vivid dreams. Yes. You know, stuff that when you're in it, you just, it, it is very, like, crazy stuff that, you know, I'll, I'll be I'll be in my, in the bedroom, right? And I'll be looking out the, car, the curtains to the car park at the back, because uh, we've got a shared car park at the back, and stuff will be going on in the car park, right? But I'm in the, in the, in the window, with the curtains looking out, looking into this, and it's kind of, it's so real, you know. But obviously it isn't. And then just, just crazy stuff, sort of, you know, constant dreams about finding new rooms in my house, which probably has some base level kind of uh, psychological unpicking to be done. But you know, I find these whole areas are like a, I found a big, you know. Uh, sort of studio kind of size space in in there one you know I want to find a new door or a f new level to the house and that sort of that sort of thing recurs or even just finding new areas of, of where I live so where I live in Didsbury village lovely mm. little village not loads to it but in these dreams I sort of end up having there's another parallel road to it. There's another oldie in this in this dream. Didsbury State. There's it's an alternate universe. Two oldies, yeah. And it, I keep coming back to it. And then at the end of the road, there's a kind of a cliff leading down to a kind of a lake. And again, it's not just like a one-off. It's it, this is a kind of a, a regular kind of dream that I come back to. So I, I sleep really well, but, but, but I, I dream really weird. <laughs> I love it, mate. I love it's, it. It's weird, isn't it? Some people can get control of their dreams, though, can't they? Yes. Lucid dreaming. Yeah. I'd love that. I'd love that. That that's seems like such a... I, I'd love the power napping thing, mm. and I'd also lo love the lucid dreaming thing. So, so, so get what gain control and then just do mm. stuff in them. Yeah. As in literally like, right, control I'm your dream. Yeah. 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 yeah, that'd be Actually awesome. Controlling it's a thing, though, isn't it? That is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do, Dave, didn't you watch Behind Her Eyes? I did, yes, I did. Indeed. That's Lucy dreaming. That is that, you know, that you look at your fingers and go, actually, there's six on this hand, it's a dream. I'll control it from now. Oh, man, that'd That's be what that, was that would be incredible to be there's able to do that. Tons yeah. of evidence to say you can do it. I've um, I tried I've tried it a few times and with mixed results. Um, I, so I had some tea at night and it's like a bit of a witch's brew tea. Bear with me on this one. And I think it was called Mogwort. Have you got Please. any mugwarts? Is it <laughs> from frogs? Mugwarts? Like Harry Potter? Mugwort. Not Hogwarts. <laughs> I think it's called Mugwort. I'm, I'm, I, I feel like you should Google it. But has, it has it got any LSD in it? <laughs> I was going to say it sounds distinctly uh, psych psychedelic. Apparently, there are similar effects to that. If you have it at night and you have a proper relax, you've got an element of being able to... You, you're Googling it now, aren't you, Phil? I, I am. Tell, I'm, I can I'm, tell I'm on Amazon. Um, so Mugwort get, tea, get apparently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In fact... Oh, it's I not magic mushrooms, it isn't that. It, it's not psilocybin. Don't Google shrooms. <laughs> no, it's not that. Um, I'll get them on Amazon. 
to any potential sponsors listening today, um, we are all completely clean middle-aged adults who do not take any mind-altering substances. Quick disclaimer there from the talking cod. Yeah, group. unless it's in tea. Um, yeah, I've got some farmer queen dried mugwort. See, I'm not making it up. It's, it's true. For men- menstrual pain. Yep, help me with that. Circulation, <laughs> asthma, energy, skin trouble, and if yeah. you just want to get off your box. <laughs> <laughs> Ace, yeah, get some and let us right. know how you get on. It's yeah. um, it's yeah. So anyway, lucid dreaming and astral yeah. projection are talked about oh, in a yeah. similar kind of way, isn't it? This is that ability to leave your physical body, disconnect from it completely, and just be the spirit. Now, see how, how we segued into that then. <laughs> and what our listeners will not realise is that we literally just show and go. We rock up and just record a podcast and talk as if we're talking in a pub without that alcohol, although you probably think we have been drinking by listening yeah. to us. It is actually midday on a Tuesday afternoon. But um, this, is how, this is how we do it. We were talking last week, guys, about this spirit and the you know the disconnection of the spirit from, from the physical body. Now, this is a bit, this is a bit deep. And it, we went a bit deep last week and I haven't prepared you for this particular conversation. But we're talking about being disconnected. Mm. And one of the questions I asked you was, do you think we can communicate without using spoken word? Not on a podcast. Well, it's, it's going to get pretty not... quiet for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> so if we're quiet for the next minute, <laughs> it's probably not very good podcast. Ah. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, good really? point. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, do you think there's any truth in that? I think there's truth in that. We we can communicate. I want to speak, but maybe communicate without using the spoken word, but fully understand each other. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think there are lots of things that we do that we're not necessarily aware of, or use a fraction of it, and. Mm don't use the potential full ability of it. Uh, I really, really do. And I've noticed a lot of things, not necessarily just this, but I think since lockdown and when things have slowed down and we're all not necessarily in that mad societal rush of getting to places, when it does slow down, you start to, how do I put it? You're aware of other things. Now, whether that is your mind, you know, for me, a big thing for me has been, like Phil said, the dreaming, uh, Mm. memories, reminiscing, Mm. things coming back from, you know, childhood and things like that, but associating it with an instant feeling that, Mm. you know, you think of it and you might get a shudder or or a shiver that sits with it. And 100%, you know what you see in an individual you think that's all you're seeing there is something else that sits mm. around all that now whether that comes from whether it's around it like i don't know like an aura type of thing yeah, or yeah. from within there is something else uh, but that's what i believe I, mm. I i genuinely believe that and maybe that's because i've maybe i've got a bit more in touch with stuff over the last uh year or two um, yeah. but yeah. I, I think i think you're on the money yeah what do you reckon phil yeah, because I'm sure because as as creatures and our descendants, you know, right across the sort of the entire history of the, 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 the planet, we, it was only relatively recently we've been able to communicate verbally, isn't it? And mm. with the written word, even, even, even more recently. And in some so, parts of Oldham, they still can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, family. <laughs> That's entire Oldham audience gone now as well. And, um, and maybe his front garden and the wheels off his motor and some other things. Yeah. In, some, some other things. In it. So good job you don't live in Oldham then, Andy, to, to be fair. You know, you live... Yeah, thanks you, for that, yeah. You, you're, you're live from Devon today. Do you ever just say things and think, I wish I had an editor all the time? <laughs> A live editor. But, you know, I think we've we've we've... we've Communi- yeah, verbal communication has only really come in as a relatively late development development on the evolution of the, the species that we've become mm. and and so how did we organize ourselves 
and react to those around us and you know group together and make stuff happen if we weren't innately able to connect mm. beyond the, the, the spoken word like you know create you know arguably you know creatures communicate don't he somehow mm. but it you know it, it it's probably I'm, I'm 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 freewheeling here as you can tell but, <laughs> but you know i know ants have a communication thing and bats have communicate all creatures communicate in some way in which mm. we don't understand but we have apart from yourself we've become quite eloquent you know so we have language that kind of covers so many different scenarios and can explain so much mm. you know whereas creatures we don't know but you know they they they, they perhaps don't have that same level of eloquence mm. um that everyone other than myself has um but, but you know so we, we we you know there must be something about how we can communicate, how we can read situations mm -hmm. without actually knowing, having sense a narrative. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah we sense, sense stuff, don't so, we? Yeah. And, and I think th this is this is my um, this is my take on it. I reckon you're right, Dave, and, and yourself, Phil, is that as as creatures, we've always had the ability to communicate, but we haven't always done it verbally. Some better than others, obviously. Yeah. Um, but um, this things like you know the hive mentality of of ants and termites and wasps and bees, etc., where they communicate without you know through vibration, and that mm. that's what it is. And that's so. I I believe now that we've always had this ability to read auras, to pick up on vibration, to read somebody's energy because the energy of somebody, you know, the vibration of the cells, etc. We've always had the we've always done that, but we just don't use it anymore because the spoken word is just so much easier. Yeah. Consequently, of you know the consequence of having technology in particular, we've become so focused on visual and, and auditory cues that we're probably getting dumber. And and as you said mm. before, Dave, about you know there's probably only a certain percent of our brain that we're actually using now. There's mm. a probably really good chance that there's parts of our brain that just never ever get used. Now, I believe there's neuroplasticity that allows us to retrain parts of our brain to become functional again. So it's possible that we can do things that we never thought were actually possible. So the science, you know, common wisdom and science will probably say that, you know, these things don't exist. Well, actually, now mm. science is now beginning to prove that we can feel and measure uh, read vibrations and auras, etc. So I'm beginning to think, hence the reason for having mugwort tea. Um, and I'm not researching, if Nathan's listening to this, friend of mine, Nathan, um, I'm not researching psilocybin um, or anything of the nature. I'm not planning a trip to the Amazon to, to meet a shaman. Um, and lick a frog. And, and, and lick a, yeah, a, a green tree-dwelling Amazon frog. Um, not going to do that. But actually, you know, I know I, know I sound like a, a, bit of a bit of a freak at the moment. I'm a tree-hugging hippie, but I do believe that we can communicate um, not just with other humans, but I think we communicate with other animals, other creatures mm. and life forces. And it's something I'm really, really interested in. Because mm. mm. there's got to be something else. And again, this is a middle life. This is the middle thing, age thing for me. I definitely don't believe everything we're talking about here. And then a lot of things we talk about. It ain't the end when it's the end. It can't be. It genuinely yeah. cannot be. I don't believe that anymore. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I don't. And whenever I stand in stuff, whenever I stand in a church, or you know, you go to a wedding or a funeral or anything like that, I always feel like a bit of a hypocrite because I'm in someone's place of religion, and I don't necessarily believe in God. Now, when I say I don't necessarily believe in God, I don't believe in it as in that's my God or that's my God. I, I don't. However, going back to the spiritual aspects of it and thinking about spirits and everything that's within individuals. I do sort of believe in that. I just think that the God or whoever's God choose to be just happens to have a, a great publicist write some books and build a better story <laughs> than other gods maybe, you know, from that perspective, whoever that particular individual is. And we're all allowed to believe in stuff, which is great yeah. and believe, which is which is fabulous. But I, I genuinely do feel like a bit of a hypocrite sometimes. But I do think that there is, whatever that is, I've, you know, we don't know what it is, but... 
I do think there's something else. And again, mm. it was that. Uh, what was it? You were you started to watch it, uh, and the, the Netflix documentary about about death or something like that. Yeah. And some people were describing near death experiences, mm. and I'm I was, I'm just like wow, you know. But then I'm thinking, imagine actually experiencing that. You know, mm. the lady that had been that had been clinically dead for 30 minutes and then oh, yeah, and, and she told the story and then the next yeah. minute she's back alive. Imagine going through that experience and coming back. What must your life be like then? Because if there mm. ever was an enlightening, as in literally the yeah. bigger picture thing, to come back in the day to day and it must be it must be really strange to do that. Yeah. And and know or the most liberating thing ever, knowing that I'm here now and I'm gonna go somewhere else. Mm. Yeah. Now that's pretty cool that could and, also be I mean it could be a curse though, couldn't it? Because we talk about these NDEs, these near death experiences, it could be a curse because you know you're back in this human form which is probably yeah. not the best vehicle for you for your spirit. It could be. And now I know that be. is a bit bit weird that but mm. Yeah, maybe because some of them were saying about about that. You know, they didn't particularly want to be alive anymore because it wasn't as it wasn't as good as what the light was showing them. If you like, you know what? And this is really difficult to explain. This seems really trippy now, but there was no no concept of time or space. It was just everything was connected. Yeah, you know, everything is yeah. now. Maybe this is you, when you when you when you're unlocking memories from your childhood, for example, they feel like they're now, don't they? When you're unlocking a memory, oh, it's like it's, it's instant, now. Instant. Yes. So maybe maybe that's you know this the whole kind of concept of life we've we've put synonymous with time like birth and death and everything in between is life. Maybe we're just looking at it from the completely wrong angle there. Maybe you know life is the consciousness that we have, and we're just in this body now, just on a temporary basis. Now I realise that does sound like I've been taking hallucinogens, and I've, I haven't. But I'm, I'm I'm very curious because I've been I have actually been researching this and it starts with things like astral projection, lucid dreaming, you know that where your consciousness can actually leave your physical body. Um, and this was this is a subject we spoke about last week when I started to talk not during the podcast, but I started to talk about um, losing loved ones and feeling like I'm not sure that I want to communicate with them, but I feel like I can still communicate with them when they've gone. In a, in, a, in a kind of strange kind of way. And it, it started from, for me, it's like, I saw my, when, when my dad passed away, I had the really difficult decision to see his body. And I knew then when I walked in the room that he wasn't there. He just wasn't there. I saw a body in it and it just wasn't my dad. And I don't just mean it didn't look like him, it looked exactly like him, 100%. They did a fantastic job. But he wasn't in that room, absolutely not. But I could still feel him in other places in other times so i've become more of a believer i'm not going to say fascinated or you know over curious about this i'm more of a believer and it's just what you said there dave i'm beginning to feel quite liberated knowing that you know what once you know once i'm physically dead i don't think it is the end i think there is something else whatever wherever there is there beyond and i just i just, i find it reassuring to know that i feel like i've got some faith that there is something else that yeah, what, nice. we are here for a reason is is what is, is is what I believe anyway. So and that's a non-religious statement yeah. in in any way at all. It's probably the opposite to religion to me because it, that kind of tells us that we as like you know free thinkers, if you like, have decided for ourselves rather than someone telling us in a church. Um, and for the record, if anyone's listening, I do believe in God, and I would I've been going to Christian churches for for most of my life. I've also been to. Uh, Buddhist temples, and I've also been um, when I, when we when we did share Ramadan. Uh, I've also uh, been to mosque as well, and I felt the same energy. I've, I definitely felt the same energy. So I don't I don't really you know put it down to one particular faith or one particular religion. I think there is something else. So I think you're bang on it there, Dave. It's peaceful though. I think mm. I think it's quite it's quite. I think you've got to have the capacity in your mind to let your mind wander and think about things and and rather than shutting things down all the time. When you're going at 150 mile an hour, you're quite aggressive in the way that it's 
uh, make a decision, shut it down, move on. Make a decision, shut it down, move on. Yeah. And you've got lots and lots of noise going on at everyone, any one time, whether you're in the car, in the commute, with the radio banging out, whether you're making phone calls. The last year or so has has probably given a lot of people some some removal from all that noise because you're not doing what you used to do and maybe that's why people are all starting to have these types of dreams because i speak to quite you know a lot of people a lot of people are starting to to experience that and maybe it's because the mind is actually freeing up a little bit slowing down Mm. a little bit and putting things in order yeah maybe that or maybe it's maybe again or maybe it's just an age thing if i was to have this same conversation with a 20 year old they'd probably turn around and go what are you talking about you're bonkers maybe it is an age thing this maybe that's what this middle life maybe it's part of middle life working working certain things out getting to a point where where you've you, you start to go all right okay Giving, affording yourself the time to do that mm. because a lot of the things that used to matter don't matter anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? Well, like all the materialistic things. stuff. Yeah. Got to go here, got to do that. That looks good there. Take a photo of this, got to do this. All that drive, working really hard. Well, I've worked, I've worked so hard now to earn all that cash. Now I'm going to go and spend it on something. Get more stuff, get more stuff. Put it. We, we've, we've said it before. Mm. you get to a point where and that might that might be for some some people that's great but i think for a lot of people a lot of people that i talk to they're going do you know what it's not about that anymore i'll mm. do four days i'll do four days instead of five i'll do three yeah. days instead of five mm. and i'll do something else at that time or i'll do i'll start at i'll do nine or three uh, the restructuring their lives to give themselves a bit of for time really mm. Where, where you could go, well, I could work five days a week and charge X amount a day. They're going, well, that's great, but I could do four days a week and then one less, and then a day is less, but get some time back mm. to do something that I really want to do. Yeah. Whether that's walking, running, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. I like that. But, but that, that's like a, I mean, that is a, that's the consumerist trap isn't it you know that's the that's that that's it in a nutshell and we've talked about it again uh, yeah be- before but if you look at consumerism it is based on the, that idea that you know the the pursuit of buying mm-hmm. you know more stuff fundamentally i mean this is it's not just how we derive what we derive from it this is a fundamental pr- principle of consumerism is that people desire um, new goods, new consumer goods, and 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 con- and consumerism equates that acquisition of new goods to personal well-being and happiness. Mm. That's like a fun. That's not. It's not even. You know. That is. If you look at the definition of it, it that is what consumerism is all about. Mm. And we're in that trap. You know. We we we. Well. You know. Hopefully, as as we've said, we've kind of come through it through our own sort of journeys but you know you've got a society built on the principle of consumerism and capitalism which only really ultimately favors the companies at the top of the tree mm. and it, it it means to 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 feed the machine as it were you have to exploit i'm ranting now but you know you have to exploit the, the, the consumers, the customers and find new ways to extract more money out of them. Mm. Whether that's, you know, the washing powder that washes whiter than last year's washing powder or <laughs> the new phone that runs faster yeah. than last year's phone, although the new operating system that comes out next week is going to, you know, take up all that capacity. So, and then the other impact, of course, is on the environment because that again that relentless pursuit of making things to sell to people has a massive environmental impact especially Mm. when you get into the 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 churn as well that 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 we we you know we again as a society we've kind of got to a point where if something you know a pair of jeans is ripped we throw them away rather than get them sewed up you know it's quite cool to have ripped jeans again now apparently yeah, I just threw 
threw some, <laughs> threw some away. But they were very ripped. I mean, these were really, really ripped. And there were a pair of salvage that I'd had, like, I'd had probably for about 10 years. You probably could were, have got was... another five years out of them, Philip. <laughs> yeah, but I think obscenities <laughs> might start, you know, uh, you know for you. But, you know, again, I, I bought a relatively expensive pair of jeans that mm. lasted a long time. And, yeah, I was wearing them with one big hole in the knee and a growing hole around the crotch, which, again, you know, I gave them as much as I could. But I think we had the conversation, though, didn't we, Phil, before this call, which is mm. which is quite out regards to, and it was a work-related conversation, as in we're currently doing this, which is cool, but mm. there's the potential to do this. And in the past, where you'd be going, let's get it on, let's get it moving, the conversation was around, well, if we do that, it means that we're going to be at a capacity and it means that we can't now do this. And mm. that and that was to do with losing some of the time that you yeah. value that gives mm. you the flexibility to do other things. Yeah. I wouldn't have had that conversation 10 years ago. No, no, no. I'd have been no. like, right, get it and build it and grow it, grow it, grow it. How do we do it? Yeah. Do it. And, and I would have done. Mm. But we're having a conversation and at the end of it, we're both like, it's going scratching our heads. Of sit, are we right in the conversation? Yeah. <laughs> we're having here. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's that balance, it's that time, it's that time versus the capitalistic world that we are yeah. all going back to what's enough, what is yeah. enough. Yeah, it's a theme that we've we've spoke about a lot, on and off. The, we keep the, coming the back to it, we do. We do. Mm. There was, you know, the, and I think it was something that somebody you follow on YouTube, Dave, who you told us about, and he, yes. remember his name? Oh. Kyle, Kyle or Niall, the, 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 the guy in the Nordics. The, yeah. Yes. No, I can't remember his name. And, and one of his... Something folding, I think. Is it? I, yeah. don't, I can't remember. We'll get him on the show. Um, mm. and, and he said something on just in, in one of the, in one of the um, episodes, and it was something like, so what, why do we spend money that we don't have to go into debt to buy things that we don't really need yeah. to create more problems? Mm. Like, you just nailed it in one sentence. You know, We're buying stuff that we don't need to make us feel good for a very short time. But the long-term impact is that it's probably going to go on a credit card or going to be in debt as a result of something that by the time to come to pay it off has been thrown away. Yeah. It makes no logical sense, does it? And it is that system that we've become probably a slave to. It feels almost like the matrix, doesn't it? That we are plugged into that system of work as hard as you possibly can to earn as much money as you can so you can spend yet more money on this system to keep feeding this hungry machine, yeah. which takes your energy and life away from you. My, you know, my version of this is that we kind of get somewhere close to, I won't say enlightenment as such, but you get to the point of going, why am I doing this? Yeah. Mm. You know, at what point in your life do you go, you know, are you in your 50s, late 50s, 60s? Do you go, I've just worked 40 odd years paying the system mm. to be old and decrepit and useless. What was the point of that? And all I've done is mm. fed the system. I should have spent more time in my community with my loved ones, you know, sharing experiences, you know, for the benefit of humanity, as opposed to just spending, spending, spending stuff. What's the last thing you bought, guys? But last thing you bought, and it was like an impulse going, oh, I really want to do that. But then you justify it after by proving that you yeah. needed it. I, I struggle to buy, I struggle to buy things now unless it's got a real purpose. So if it was anything to do with running, mountain biking, stuff like that, if I needed it, if yeah. I needed it, then I get it. I mean, one of the things that I've done recently is I've tried to, because normally you'd have, you'd have kit for everything. You'd have kit for walking, kit for running, kit for this, kit for that, kit mm. for that. I've tried to get it all down to one system of kit that I can wear across all of it, uh, different layers and things like that, which 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 which, which does work. But so you go running I, in flip flops, mountain biking in flip flops, and and speed and speedos <laughs> and speedos. <laughs> Oh, There's that visualization again. Oh, you can't unsp- I, you can't unthink things, can you? You can't. If I bought anything recently though on impulse, I've ended up sending it back. And right. two of the things that two of the things I absolutely love are trainers yeah. and jackets. Oh, Literally trainers and jackets. Yeah. Jordans every day of the week. Jordan, really? Jordan, Jordan, Jordans. Nike. And, and 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 jackets are like a good like Cagoule style, you know, type of jacket. I love them. What a bit retro, I, a bit Oasis. A bit, a bit. Uh, anything goes, man. I, I just <laughs> love. I love the stuff. Yeah. But I've probably spent two years eBaying stuff, yeah. getting rid of it. 
you know, and I've got some good money from it yeah. to try and get it down. But I will still go online sometimes. I'll look at it and I'll put it. I'll put stuff in the shopping basket. Then I won't buy it, or I yeah. will do, and it'll arrive, and I'll send it back. Because I'm like, I'm yeah. like, because yeah. it's. I guess sometimes you, you know, no matter how hard I try, yes, that's that. It is that feeling. But then it arrives, and I'm like, I don't need it. Yeah. Because I've and, got that. And, and what's really strange is because I totally I know exactly exactly the same. You know, like. Two years ago, you know, remember just buying a load of clothes and because I had, you know, a talk to go and do what have you. So I bought a load of new clothes. I mean, the irony alert is that I bought the clothes to feel good about doing the presentation, which was work related. <laughs> but, you know, I blew a load of cash on, you know, new, sh new nice new shoes and a suit and all that kind of stuff. And had that instant kind of, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and barely, well, I don't think I've worn the suit since the tour. <laughs> there you go. The yes. shoes only yeah. a couple of times. And, 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 and that bought didn't, didn't, didn't flinch when I hit that shopping basket and you'll pay now. Mm. And when it came, happy days got that hit of, oh, yeah, I've bought something, a sort of release of um, um, dopamine, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then, but now, Totally the same, Dave. Totally the same. I, I can't, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll browse on a, you know, Paul Smith website, you know, Paul Smith fan as I, I've been. <laughs> and I can't see anything I could justify getting, you know. And, it, and yeah, again, if I got it, I'd be sort of get it home and I'd be like, do I really need this? Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's, so the only, the, the last impulse buy I had was my new, relatively new synth. But again, that was an impulse buy and it wasn't cheap, but it wasn't particularly expensive. And the justification thing came in because I was doing some work on some remixes. But fundamentally, that's, I can justify that because it's got me, it's part of me getting back into it's, music. It's a doing this creative job thing. as well. Yeah. 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 this stuff that I've not done for years and years and years. So that really genuinely does. Whereas, you know, winding back, then if I wasn't buying expensive clothes, I'd be buying a Wi-Fi vacuum cleaner or a Wi-Fi doorbell or <laughs> doorbell. a new Alexa. You know, I, you know, still got that. But I'd just be buying that stuff just because, mm. well, I've earned it. I need to spend it, you yeah. know. Yeah, it's a good so point. Is that thing, I don't know, maybe, again, maybe it's, maybe it's situation, maybe it's lockdown, uh, this sort of inner... Middle age, mate. Middle, middle age. age. Yeah. And you just go, actually, do I really, you know, am I better off just holding on to the cash and investing it or what have you and, and, and having it there for when we really, really, really do need something, you know, mm. when there is something that we need that will give us pleasure or that will, you know... <sighs> you know, be a requirement of, of any time. Yeah, when you, you can it. you can you you can also end up overthinking it, can't you? And overthinking stuff. And then before you know it you're getting into that particular cycle. Mm. Which is yeah. which is just a, again can be a rabbit hole. It's, yeah. it's yeah. should I do this and should I do that? And then before you know it you don't end up doing anything other than frustrating the life out of you for not committing to at least something. Spending three hours on eBay researching all the different on, on Amazon researching all the things you could buy to save two pound. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, it yeah, really yeah. worth spending that yeah. amount of time trying no. to get the best possible deal? No. So some somebody in China can ship it over and be with you in the next month. It's yeah. you know it's I not think really justification. You're trying to. I think that's part of the justification yeah. of getting it though as well, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I got it because it was a fiver cheaper. I still don't need it, but it was a five cheaper. You just justified it, though. It's, it's yeah. good. And, and Phil, don't beat yourself up about you know spending money on clothes because you kept a, a few children in in work there for a few months. Oh, over it, over it, over in Asia somewhere. Oh. Let's let's be honest, because that is what that system yeah. does. It exploits yeah. people on every yeah. side. Um, yeah. Um, if um, any particular sponsors from Amazon want to have a conversation with us about this, uh, we can edit this out of the show later. And it's also a good um, job. We don't, we don't, we don't actually keep the video for this because next week we'll all be sat here naked because we'll have we'll have had some. We'll have gone, yes, get rid. <laughs> Unseeing things. Do you, um, this is almost like pub talk now. Um, do you remember Wayne's World? 
I do remember Wayne's World. It's Wayne's World, just one, just my favourite favorite films. One and two for different reasons. Absolutely brilliant. You see that where Garth um, sits back after Wayne has been kicked off his own show, and he sits back and he puts his feet on the on the on the table, and he's got his he's got his what has he got? He's got his Reeboks on or his Nikes or something, and he's drinking a Coke. And yes. he's going, but it's the taste of a new generation. I won't buy to any particular sponsor. It's giving me a headache. Hey, take two of these. New print. Mm, smell, yellow, different. And I thought that is a, he completely nailed that consumerism, like just a sellout completely because we've yeah. got a new show sponsor. Um, yeah. And we're not looking for show sponsors, are we, guys? No, no. But if Mugwort Tea are I'll, listening. I'll be, on, I'll be honest with you. Based on what we talk about, it'd be really interesting to see what what there will you, be. There what will you be would somewhere. align with it, Margot? Some sort of I don't know. Therapy sessions. Johnson's dry cleaning for me. Well, it would be, or or maybe a new one of these new mattress startups. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Why? How how many mattress startups are there? Eve or Simba or all that. Yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. It's the <laughs> Massey. The the money, the money, the VC money that has gone into mattress startups in the last two years, along with razors and things. Do you know what I mean? Oh my god! So, so you may get a new mattress out of it, Phil. Yeah, yeah. Chin chin and go. Is that is that a thing? Because we were talking about this yeah, before. This I show. think this is actually if uh, if any farmer. Well, you know, um, not necessarily big pharma companies. They've got other stuff to be worrying about at the minute. But you know, if there are any sort of any sort of fast consumer goods companies looking at a new brand for the for the gentleman with a we've all got beards, and um, some of us from time to time suffer from beard dandruff. So <laughs> we've invented a well, new product. Oh, we ain't getting product. her dandruff myself and Andy. That's for sure. Are we really? <laughs> yeah. How dare so you? we've inve- we've invented. Uh, what's it called? Chin and shoulders. It's not very easy. That's to say. it. Chin, chin. And, chin and shoulders. For, I think. For the, I think. I think we might be opening ourselves up for a bit of a legal case there, or a, or a very very quick cease and desist letter coming through, <laughs> coming through oh, through the. Buy the domain now. Buy it quickly <laughs> before it gets too too it. Um, get, ready, I, get ready for the legal letter. I, I made. Um, I must admit, I made. I made a purchase, and it was. An impulse purchase, and I can justify it. It's a bit tentative, but I can justify it. So I'll give you a really quick story. You know I'm a bit of an idiot when it comes to doing like physical exercise. I'll set myself yes. stupid things. Like I, I, I say openly now, I'm an athlete. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, so in two weeks' time, I'm doing Epic Man, which is a middle distance Ironman, and I like how they sound like superheroes. Epic, I'm doing man. epic, epic man. man. Welcome to Epic Man. Oh, I'm so looking forward to it, and it's um. Swimming Lake Windermere and then cycle around the Lake District and then do a half off, off-road marathon. A half marathon, sorry. Um, and I, I got a bit of a panic on because I'm part of Rochdale Trial Club, but I haven't got a Rochdale Trial Club cycling top. So I put on the Facebook forum, can somebody, can somebody sell me one? Because because of lockdown, we can't get new supply. It's just difficult to get kit being made. So can somebody sell me one or can I just borrow one anyway? So anyway, um, very cleverly, Brian good friend of mine from up and running in Oldham says, I've got one. Do you want to come and try it on? I'm like, oh, pop down on my dinner. So yesterday dinner, I went down to up and running in Oldham. <laughs> your one-stop shop for all your running gear. Um, <laughs> how's it going, Brian? How are you doing, Andy? Great stuff. Here's the top. I'm like, oh, love it. It's proper retro as well. It's got the old sponsors on it. It doesn't look like one of these Tour de France ones. It looks like something from the 90s. I'm digging it. Yeah. How much do you want for it? He went, oh, I'll take 15 quid for it, you know. Um, I'm having it. Deal. While I'm here... Have you got any new model of Brooks? Because <laughs> my last pair of trainers have done quite a, quite a few miles. Genuine truth. This is the justification. I'm justifying it to you as much as I am to myself. My last pair of trainers did a thousand kilometres. In fact, eleven hundred kilometres. Um, and I was saying, but look, they're not they're not wearing bad at all. You know, they've they've not worn much. You went, ah, but it's not the wear. It's the shock absorption. It's the it compression. Gets, it is. Uh, so you, you don't want to be getting injuries now before Epic Man, do you? I'm like, oh, he's clever, you know. What because have you got? What 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 so are the new models? Man. I tell you, you you won't be epic if you can't run. So yeah. oh, like, come on, let's have a look. Let's have a look. So I, I walked out with Brooks Glycerin GTS, the new top of the range model, and I'm telling yeah. you, I'm so excited. You could have put a Ferrari on the drive; it would have been less excited. <laughs> I've come on with these new trainers. I'm like, 
straight away on Facebook. Ta-da! I can justify this because I've literally done more mileage on my feet than I've done in my car in the last 12 months. True story. So that was the last kind of impulse buy. But similar to yourself, Dave, it's like it, it, it can become very expensive to be, I don't know, physically active. You know, running used to be one of the like the most natural things you could do you know yeah. stick some appropriate clothing on and go for a run it's as simple as that and before we had before nike i think it was, was it bowerman invented yeah jogging running was done kind of you know without any shock absorption at all you ran not yeah. quite barefoot but with flat foot so really they've invented plantar fasciitis so that was my way of, of justifying spending a lot of money to my one-stop shop, my go-to suppliers of footwear up and running in Oldham, not being paid by Brian Lawton of Up and Running in Oldham, who's, a, who's also a member of <laughs> Rochdale Trial Club and Reuters Roadrunners. Just thought I'd add that. However, if you are listening, Brian, uh, <laughs> for the codders, we were, you know, a, a suitable discount would be appreciated, so we can justify a new piece of kit to, for us to go and elevate ourselves up to epic man status. Well. Epic indeed. So I was wondering for our for our hundreds and hundreds and thousands of listeners across the globe, we've looked at the numbers, we've looked at the stats. What was your last impulse buy? Do you think that Dave, Phil, and Andy are completely off the reds and they're just hoping that there is an afterlife and our spirits our spirits will actually leave our bodies? We're just lying about the fact that we believe in this, you know life after death, if you like. And what would you like to hear in the next episode of Talking Cod? Because we can talk some shit sometimes. That's what Talking Cod's all about. Dave, Phil, what are you up to for the rest of the week? Ooh, I'm going to go and... Get some sleep. Yes, get some sleep, (laughs) sort the bed out, uh, find the dog. Um, Yeah, I've got quite a bit of work coming in this this, this next few days, so I think I'm going to be a little bit eyes down. And I'm actually meeting an old friend actually in the pub on Thursday, early doors. Nice. Sounds like heaven. I want to maximise the chances of getting the Indian variant of coronavirus. So I'm going to a pub. Okay, controversial. Dave, what about yourself? I'm going to potter and chip away. That's my plan. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. As specific as you can get there. Yeah, Yeah. just going to roll. Do a bit of this and that. Indeed, that's what do I'm going to do. I'm going to do, yeah. Definitely. Well, I'm off on Friday because I am actually trying the four-day work week. Brilliant. So I'm really looking forward to it. Well, you can in the next one we can find out how that worked worked out for you. I think you'll have nailed it, mate. I think it, I think you'll be fine with it. I, I it, think it'll be great at having longer weekends. I'm pretty sure of it. Yeah. You'll be on the mug wall at half nine in the morning, chipping <laughs> away. <laughs> oh, yeah, and something suitably stronger by about half past three. <laughs> and Mugwort. it won't be can- and it's not Kansas Stella <laughs> party at uh, yours and, well <laughs> until next time guys it's been an absolute blissful nirvanic pleasure seeing you guys I'll see you in the next life um, um. <laughs> <laughs>